Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Here's the question. Uh, would you rather be too hot or too cold? And why? 651-641-1071. Would you rather be too hot or too cold? Uh, did I already introduce us? Whatever. This is a Colleen and Bradley show. You know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have time to remember five, five seconds ago. It's fine. No, you didn't. What are we? Fine. We're the Colleen and Bradley show. My what? Talk 1071. Where are we? Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Oh, there we are. Yeah. Anywho, uh, the question we're asking you is, would you rather be too hot or too cold and why? Because I was hot this morning (laughs) and I was like, I don't like this. So I was walking yesterday and I had five, too hot or too, okay. I was just hot this morning. It is a change of seasons right now. Really? (laughs) Wow. Too bitchy or too bitchy-er? No, I know. it's the, But it, it just feels like real hot and humid. And you know, Bradley Trainer, you know. You know, because you live in this, you have the same lifestyle I oh, have. I, yeah, well, by that you mean the same, like, passive-aggressive spousal yes, dispute. situation. Um, have you guys turned on your air conditioning? Oh, so I'll tell you how that happened, because, of course, um, it, it, it always is a thing, right? Yep, same at my house. Every year. Like clockwork, but good news. Uh, mm-hmm. My partner was out of town last week, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, <laughs> I'm really good at what I do. I'm just going to say that." So I was like, "Well, you know, it's gonna. It's. I think it's gonna be up into you know the 80s or whatever tomorrow. So um, I'll probably just. I have to turn the fans on and open all the windows. You know, after the sun goes down to try to get it as cool." And he's like, "Oh, just go ahead and turn on the air conditioning." Wow. Oh. Look at you. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I could do that. And I was like, yes, because I was going to do it anyway. Let's be clear. But um, But you wanted to to get get the the partner support prevents the inevitable conversation that will happen. Like, how? It's not June 1st. Yes. Because he's a calendar person. So uh, for those of you who are new to the Colleen and Bradley show, and by the way, the question is, would you rather be too hot or too cold and why? 651-641-1071. For those of you who uh, are just tuning in, maybe just getting to know us, my husband and Bradley's partner both dictate whether you can turn the heat on or the air conditioning on by the calendar, not by the temperature. Yeah. And so Which we is- had a similar situation at our house where my husband was out of town this oh. weekend. And I was Look like, huh. just do it. Well, Executive decision. he had he had yeah. turned it on before he left as like a gift to me. Oh, it was a gift. <laughs> he didn't say it that yeah. way, but it was at like seventy two, 
And oh he left, God. and I cranked that sucker down to like it was, 65. Before I turned it on, it had made it up to 74, and that's when I was like, look, I'm just going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then I just happened to have a phone conversation, and you know, he gave me permission. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I had intended to have a conversation with our listeners, but instead you and I are just busting yeah. the yeah. airing of grievances. Yeah. Seriously. Holly, do you, um, before we get to the phones quickly to, you know, include you in this conversation, do you have a battle at all for this? No, if it's hot, it's hot. Okay. Turn on the air. Now we don't have our air conditioning installed. Yeah. Oh. So it's sitting in the basement right now. Uh, so we're waiting. Let's do it. It's, it's a hot, warm. but it's going to be cool later this week. Yeah. So we're going to have some it's relief. True. So that lucky. That for we us. are. So, that is so yeah. like Minnesotan. I grew up in a house that didn't have air conditioning, and we were always talking about when we would get relief. Oh. Yeah. Our central air. I grew up in a house. Central air was on all the time because my dad worked outside. Yeah. And so his thing is like, I do not care. It is always on. It is the perfect temperature inside. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We are hermetically sealed. I feel like once you're above 50 at night, then it's time for the air to go on. I agree. You know, I agree. Those are my stipulations. Now, let me ask this question. Would you rather be too hot or too cold? Generally, I'm not going to give you an easy answer, but generally speaking, I'd rather be too hot. However, in my house, I'd rather be too cold. Yeah. It's always easier for me to... I just judge everything by going to sleep. It is always easier for me to sleep when it's too cold, meaning I can put more layers on, but I cannot for the life of me, and we have like a air problem upstairs, like so it doesn't have good flow. It's an old house, blah, blah, blah. You don't care. Um, but so it's it's harder to escape the heat, yeah, than it is the cold. Plus, heat rises. Did you know that? Yes, mm-hmm. I did because I'm aware because it's <laughs> rising into my bedroom every night. I feel like that was bragging for me. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> Gail is on the line. Hi, Gail. Gail, would you rather be too hot or too cold, and why? Well, I would rather be too hot because I am a freeze baby. Yeah. Far easier for me to cool down mm. from being too hot and to warm up when I'm too cold. Gosh, that so, is so. It's that's interesting to me. Yeah. Although I, I have to say, I did turn my air on um, when it was really like 88. I think it was last Saturday, but that was to test to make sure my air conditioning was working. And it did. It did. Which is good. So, yeah. And this is, so. by the way, thank you, Gail. This Thanks, is Gail. everybody's reminder to check that out. Yeah. Make sure it's working because you really don't want to be stuck next month without air conditioning. Can I just say, I think maybe I'm just like, can we have a third way? Because I feel like, you know how, like when somebody explained what an introvert really is, yeah. you yes. were like, that's me. Because yeah. like, it's not that I hate people, mostly. <laughs> um I just, I get tired out by people, mm-hmm. right? Like being around people too much. Mm-hmm. So you, I need to have my alone time, right? Yeah, you get your energy from within. I'm also, yeah. when it comes to hot and cold, like I'm just temperature sensitive. Oh, you are. So, like, <laughs> like if it's too hot, like I'm a freeze baby too. So mm-hmm. in the wintertime, I'm literally wearing a stocking cap when I go to bed. Mm-hmm. But I'm also the one who's like, I can't sleep. It's too hot. Exactly. So I think You're I'm just like sensitive. I'm just yeah. a temperature sensitive person. Yeah, you just want it real neutral. I'm very, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a lot to deal with right now. Go on. It's fine. You're sensitive. He is. Mm-hmm. He's sensitive in all the ways. Yeah. Denise is on the line. Hi, Denise. Is that like a euphemism for something? No, oh, okay. Denise. Would you rather have it be too hot or too cold, and why? 
I will take two colds um, because I actually sell heating and air. Oh. And I'd rather be bundled up and go into a cold house and give people space heaters mm. and, you know, tide them over. But there's nothing you can do if an air conditioner is broken. Plus, there's nothing grosser than going into a house that hasn't had air for like a week. <laughs> I, it is humid. It, and it smells and it feels funky and it's weird, right? <laughs> I would say not the smell part. Okay. I'd say just more of like the humidity and like, you know, be. people are just like, please, I'm desperate. And you're like, I can't help There's you. There's nothing I can <laughs> like, do. I Oh, Denise, thank so, you for your call. That makes sense. Yeah, it that's does make a, sense. a logical response. Well, yeah. and that's sort of in general why my choice is I'd rather be too cold because I feel like there's more strategies you can use to get warmer than when you're hot. It's like you're just kind of screwed. Well, and I feel like that's kind of a good like that's our good Midwestern response probably mm-hmm. is that like we're just so used to dealing with the cold. It's much easier to deal with the cold than the heat because yeah. we do it for a longer period of time. Um, whereas I'm sure somebody who grew up in the South without air conditioning, I marveled at my dad telling us like how they, they just didn't have air conditioning Mm -hmm. in Houston in like when he was a kid, he was like, yeah, a lot of times we would just lay in our beds with the windows open and just like not do anything. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. That was my childhood because we didn't have air conditioning in my house. And so like when we would go, because we lived in a very, very old house yeah, and it would cost more than the house was worth to put air conditioning yeah. in. I'm just saying, if you've ever been in the South yes. in the summer, it's debilitating. I, I, I've never been to the South in the summer. Yeah. I, I only know the heat and humidity yeah. of August here. Yeah. And like we, my, that was when my mom would be like, okay guys, circle the wagons. We're going to the mall. We would go to the mall all day. Oh, sure. Just to be in air conditioning or go to movies I mean, or go. When did find, you guys finally get air conditioning? Did never. You, I you, never had it did until. Did you guys have a, I don't know. The house got macked, like when oh, so the Minneapolis air Airport Commission gave people, you know, had that subsidized. But I was, I had moved out. I was well, on my own. I will say in, co- in college in St. Paul, we didn't have air conditioning. Yeah. Now, granted, we were gone usually during the summer, but I spent one summer in the dorms. Yeah. And with I bet no you air just conditioning, laid in your undies on the bed oh, yeah. with yeah. a fan and yeah. never moved because it was so hot maybe yeah. a bag of frozen fruits or vegetables just l- lay it on you. yeah you just lay it on some and whenever like and a pieces. friend would give you their like old rundown window unit you're just like sitting next to yeah. it the whole time thank you when we come back on the colleen and bradley show um i want to talk about Lori laughlin and massimo giannulli okay these two uh should surprise nobody still do not understand their privilege we'll talk about them after this on my talk 1071 it's been a hot second since we talked about Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli. Uh, but we're going to talk about them again on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Yep. So Lori Laughlin, Massimo Giannulli, they have both done most of their time. Uh, they're completing their prison sentences, at least, for their roles in the college admissions scandal. Yeah. So here, just to kind of tally everything up, Lori Laughlin was responsible for a $150,000 fine plus community service and, of course, the time she spent in jail. And her husband, Massimo Giannulli, was uh, responsible for $250,000 in fines plus his jail time, which he's completed, and then some community service time. Mm -hmm. Well, he hasn't completed his community service time. However... Both of them made separate requests 
to be able to uh, go out of the country for a little family vacation. Oh, well, that's just, you know, they just want to get out. So this isn't the the first time that they've gone on a vacation. They did go on a long weekend to a swanky, I'm putting this in loose quotes, a swanky resort in La Quinta, California. Okay. Uh, They did this to celebrate the end of his prison sentence. You know, as most uh, people who leave jail are frequently able to do. Right. Hey, let's do a swanky welcome resort. Home from jail. Let's go to a swanky resort in La Quinta. What do you say? Sure. No, that is not normal. Well, now they're I mean, headed. I would love to stay at a La Quinta. In and suites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's more our speed. <laughs> Uh, so now they're headed to Mexico. They are going to quote, uh, travel to San Jose, Cabo, Mexico to spend time with their family. Uh, and listen, like you could be listening and think like, well, of course they deserve to go on a vacation, right? <laughs> Do they, but, he, but who's saying that? I don't know. Who's listening I don't going, know. you know, you guys yeah, really you need guys, to give them the been a hard of year. Let yeah. them go on their vacation. Okay. No, but social media is not having this. Um, And I certainly appreciate uh, the way that Yahoo Entertainment is uh, is reporting this. For example, one person on Twitter said, tell me they were at least ordered to fly coach or sit in the last row or uh, serve drinks to others on the plane or wear a sign that says I'm a felon. Anything. Um, Another person said they don't care about anyone but themselves. But what's interesting about this is this article in Yahoo Life makes, I mean, it makes good points, right? Like, they are so not in touch with their privilege at all. Sure, yeah. It's like back to their old tricks, right? Most like people they're like, who leave prison are not able to get on a plane and go to Mexico. Exactly. Unless maybe they're from there. I don't know. Right. You know, like most people are just going to have to go home and yep. try to claw back together their life. And continue to think about what has transpired over the last year or so. But what is interesting is in this article in Yahoo Life, they bring up the way that Felicity Huffman handled uh, the college admission scandal because she has not had the same treatment that Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli have had. Oh, I wonder why. Exactly. Because they have tried to maintain their innocence all along. They have not apologized. Well, I was going to say it's all tone, right? Like there's a hundred percent, but I guarantee it's a self fulfilling uh, feedback loop wherein they're like, yeah, we just, I don't know why people are so against us. I mean, Felicity Huffman, she could like totally just do do in the middle of the street and everybody would like give her a round of applause, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, oh, actually it's because now I'm envisioning that right? <laughs> great yeah. job. No, but Hey, it's Mike. And I'm so excited to tell you about factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. We're all busy. And with factor eating fresh, never frozen chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including calorie smart, Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 and use code BTPod50 to get 50% off. That's code BTPod50 at Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's because of her tone and the way that she... And look, that's just... That's the business you're in, man. Mm -hmm. The public-facing side of you matters. And it's a little disingenuous for you to act like, you know, you're being somehow mistreated. When you manipulated the system financially in order to get your kids into a prestigious university... How about you just teach your kids, like, you know what, this year... We're going to stay at home as a family. We're going to reflect on our year and the year everybody else has been having and all that we've been through. And maybe someday we'll be able to go to Mexico again. But right now we're going to like try to, I don't know. And I'm not saying that has to be genuine, but like if you're trying to have a public facing career, that would go a long way. It's interesting because it made me think about, you know, Olivia Jade, she was on red table talks and, and I watched it and she really did seem contrite. She had um, a tone that um, seemed to show that she had understood the privilege that they had and wielded and what the implications of that were and how that might change people's opinions of them and who she wanted to be going forward. And she did this a very convincing kind of song and dance And this makes me feel, and I know she's not her parents, right? But it seems to me Olivia Jade might have had the opportunity to, if she truly was having this like moment of realization, to talk to her parents about what all that meant. Or at least she has done a better job of communicating that in a way that she could perhaps share with her parents. Exactly. But then I wonder, because we haven't heard hide nor hair from her. Uh, about this. It's like she said what she needed to say and then so she could move on. I don't know. My eyes on you, people. Mm-mm. I'm not letting you move. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly. That name is. D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay, mine is your D bag. Well, it's sort of a D bag update or like a D bag. I missed something yesterday. Okay. So remember yesterday, my D bag was Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Because the uh, of the moment that they were on the red carpet at the Billboard Music Awards, and uh, he needed to display that he had painted his tongue black so he stuck it out and then she took the offer to lick his tongue and i thought that was just super thirsty gross well then i saw the following headline in the daily mail oh no uh and that headline states megan fox nearly bears all in a strappy bodysuit 
grabs boyfriend Machine Gun Kelly's crotch and licks his black tongue in wildly inappropriate PDA on Billboard Music Awards red carpet. That's nasty. Okay. That's nasty. I thought that it was just the lick that was gross. I did not realize that she also was so desperate that she was grabbing his crotch at the same time. Oh, it was the crotch grabbing that guy, yeah. Well, no, it was all of it. It's the whole scene. Mm. It's like I thought it was, if it would have just been one or the other, it was going to be kind of thirsty. Either way, I just... Now it's just thirsty and gross. It's just, come on, you guys. There's also a picture of him, like, putting his hand on his crotch. Yeah, and sticking out his tongue. Which, so that's like a, apparently like a signature move, maybe? Maybe, but but the question is... Is sticking out your tongue and putting your hand on your crotch in any way, shape, or form provocative? I mean, in 2021, yeah. is it? I don't know. D- yeah. I don't, I no, feel like, no, it feels it's like not. If it was maybe like your we, kid doing it, it would be, you know, terribly shocking. I, yeah. I feel like we've already been through all of this. Like, yeah. crotch grabbing is not shocking. I mean, hip thrusting. Sticking your tongue Hi, out. Hi, Elvis. So maybe they were just trying to take it next level. Right, like well, if, maybe next time she'll like take it out. <laughs> I hope not. No, thank you. Uh, p- file that under things I don't want to see. Yeah. Thank you. Like, oh, that's you, what? No, <laughs> it's gonna happen at some point. Oops, it's yeah, I know, what other boundary not, can we? Push? You're so right. It's just like how I've said. You know, we've done cleavage, we've done under boob, we've done butt crack. The next thing, the next hot trend is gonna be camel toe. <sighs> I mean, I'm I sorry, like that but that ship it, has sailed. I know that hoof has that hoof has walked. Yeah, so there trotted, you go. galloped. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Who's your d bag, Brad? Hold on, I got to grab my crotch. Okay. Um, do you want to lick my tongue? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I'm gonna invite That's you nasty. to think about things before you say that. <laughs> I was just. Thing. In the moment. I was oh, just in the moment. Megan Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually have an update, too, or a continuation or part, if you will. Um, because yesterday, do you remember who my D-bag was? No. Do you want me to remind you? It was that. Pu- e. It was E. You're right. Because it was a publication. E had a headline as follows. Jennifer Lawrence and her husband, Cook Maroney, twin in rare outing together. Mm. Oh, imagine my dismay then, or delight, however you see it, uh, when I came across this headline from Just Jared. Jennifer Lawrence rocks a Yankees hat on a walk with hubby Cook Maroney in New York City. Mm. What? These guys are enjoying a day out and about. Oh, it's just like it happens so, you know, randomly. But it's it's rare. It's very, very rare. rare to see the two of them out and about together. You know, and here on the Colleen Radley show, nothing is real and everyone's smart. That's true. That true. is our yep. modus operandi, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason is because never does a celebrity just walk. No. They walk for a reason. Walking mm-hmm. for a reason, With yes. With purpose. With purpose. And it's not like a, you know benefit or fundraising effort although mm-hmm. sometimes they have those that's true we haven't done those in a long time though i think mostly because of the last year yeah it's a lot of things we haven't done for a long time so um i ask myself why do we keep seeing these articles about cook maroney and jennifer lawrence right? rocking clothes as they also rock legs in motion yeah 
Well, so I started reading and I was like, maybe there will be. And by the way, they're kind of twinning in a coordinated way. Like they're both wearing sweats. They're both wearing long um, sleeves mm-hmm. and pants. They're wearing clothing. With shoes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And they were spotted doing some quality time. Now, this is in addition to the the twin twinning outfit we saw the day before. Khakis and white shirts. Exactly. Uh, the 30-year-old Hunger Games actress kept it comfy and green uh, with white sweatpants for their outing, accessorizing with a Yankees hat and a green crossbody purse. Okay. She was seen wearing the same hat and purse a couple days earlier as she ran errands around the city. I thought it was rare. Oh, imagine that. Somebody wearing a purse two days in a row. You don't say. Cook what? opted for a pair of black sweatpants with a matching long sleeve t-shirt. Oh, wait. Jennifer's latest project is the mm. upcoming comedy Don't Look Up, which is a two, which is two low-level astronomers attempting via media tour to warn mankind about an asteroid that will destroy the Earth. Also, that movie sounds terrible. terrible. What? Did we not know about that movie? Yeah, we knew about this movie because this is a movie where Jennifer Lawrence was injured where she had the eye injury, her oh, eye yeah. was gal- did the, gouged. Did the asteroid hit her in the eye? I don't know. I guess we'll have to watch the yeah. movie to find out. Will we? Mm. So apparently Timothy Chalamet is in this movie. And um, yeah, she was injured on the set, blah, blah, blah. So it's so obvious why these, why this lady and yeah. Cook Maroney yep. are out and about. Because she's got a movie. That's the only time you care about these people walking. You know what I wonder? Ugh, I wonder so lazy. how does that conversation go in their home? You know what I mean? Like, how does she say, like, cook, hurry up and get dressed. We have to go for a paparazzi walk. And is he like, okay, honey? Or is he like, oh, I hate these things, right? She's like, like, here's your coordinated outfit. Or does she not even tell him if she's just like, hey, let's go, you know, whatever. Yeah. Let's go grab a cup of coffee and he's like, all right, and just shows up and then snap, it, snap, snap. It very much reminds me of that scene in Soap Dish when Sally Field is walking through the mall to be discovered. Oh, yeah, I don't remember that. So there's a scene wherein, and I think about this all the time because you just know people who do this, all the celebrities, mm-hmm. right, and others, who are like, because Sally Field's character knows she will be recognized in mm-hmm. public. And actually, there's a story you you're not gonna I, tell. I will tell it. Oh, okay. I'll tell it, but but I won't attach it to a person. Yeah. So she would go to the mall, and people would, you know, discover her mm-hmm. because you know, and she would pretend that she was going incognito, and then be accidentally discovered by people, and then they would crowd around her and fill her with praise, which is an actual thing, because there is a person whom <laughs> all of you know. And it is. Uh, Ooh, it's a blind item. It is kind of a blind item. do it. Blinded by the item. The person who all of you know, who somebody here uh, has worked with at the radio station and in a conversation. It does not work here now. No, 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 no. In a conversation with that person. Not that, Lori. No. That person said, you know, whenever I'm feeling like I'm not getting enough attention at home, I will go out to the mall so that people will recognize me. I mean, literally stole <laughs> Sally Field's move. An actual person soap dish. actually oh. said those words uh. out of their mouth. Like, that's kind of an inside thought. Like, fine yeah. if you do that, I guess. But I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if that's your thing. I guess. That but is like, just but you a don't, patently offensive. I just, I just feel like you don't also, share that and think me. it sounds normal. 
about that person. Right. Ooh. Who shall remain nameless. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rhymes mm-hmm. with no, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Rhymes with Radley Raynor. <laughs> Yes, I do that. No, frequently. it truly is. It's not anybody who's on the air right now, but it was. It's a moment. It's a true story, and I just heard it again the other day out in the hallways. I'm kind of embarrassed after hearing that. I know it gives you secondhand but, embarrassment, but I don't think that's necessarily what this is. This no, is this is like, like uh, we need to go get some. I feel like this headlines. is sanctioned by the publicist. Like the publicist oh, sure. is like, you got to go out for a paparazzi well, walk. And she's it. like, okay. You're Jennifer Lawrence in New York. And don't try to sell me on this whole like celebrities just walk everywhere in New York. I mean, I understand that they at any given time can like walk. It's fine. right? But like walk strolling out and about uh, in a way that you, pr- all people are walking every day, Right. Yes, the people fact, are walking. The fact people be walking. People yes. be walking. <laughs> they do. They see me walking. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that these two are particularly mm-hmm. are showing up and repeatedly yeah. should tell you something, as right. opposed to, say, all the other celebrities in New York who are also walking. No, and it is true. Like, there, there is an amount of organic... Um, paparazzi catching celebrities out on a stroll, right? Yeah. There is like that does happen. But I'm not we didn't saying it see doesn't. These people for months in headlines right. walking, right? And then all of a sudden, five minutes before a they film go on is a coming lot of out, walks. like oh, we got to catch up with. Do you honestly think a, like, the paparazzi are like, well, that Jennifer Lawrence has a new movie. We should really see what she's up. Yeah, there. no, oh, look, she's walking again. No. no, other way around. Yeah, exactly. It gets it. That's how it's driven. Yeah, but also, I just want to also say this because. I know paparazzi are trained to spot celebrities, but if you were walking in New York, there's so much going on. You're not paying attention to the celebrities around you. I would be a paparazzo. Oh, I would be terrible. I I can't even. I I barely can recognize people I know yeah. on a bustling street, right? Like I just am not. I, I am not a person who can key in on one or two faces. I'm like busy trying to like bob and weave, right? Out of my way. Get out of my way. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, look at this. We've got a D-bag double down. Yay. Extra D-bags after this on you. My Talk 1071. Thank you for that, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. And uh, sometimes we just have so much D-bag. Oh, so much. So much extra D-bag. We have to do a little D-bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. <laughs> yes. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Oh, Speaking of pew, pew, I am not here for Game of Thrones. What were you guys thinking? So I don't know if you guys saw this story, um, but one of the... I saw the headline and could not read the story. So how about that? Let's start there. I saw the headline, God, Game of Thrones, what the hell was wrong with you? And I thought, what is this about? Mm -hmm. And then... um, Come to find out that an actor by the name of Hannah Waddingham, who you may or may not be familiar with for either her role in Ted Lasso or uh, her experience playing Septa Unella, a member of the cult-like Church of the Seven who inflicted the bulk of misery 
Cersei received when she was imprisoned by the sparrows. If that means nothing to you, it's because like me, you did not watch Game of Thrones. Right. I think she's the shame lady. Yes. Shame. 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 Okay. Shame. Okay. So apparently there was like this scene where she was like getting, I mean, for all intents and purposes, waterboarded her character that is. Where she was tied to a wooden table and the character Cersei was pouring pitchers of wine onto her face for like hours and hours. Um, so the author's like, well, I certainly assume that there was some kind of special effect happening such that she was able to have liquid poured on her face for hours over and over again. Although it was no special effect. They literally did this to her for 10 hours. I and cannot. when you read her her own words, you're like, because at first I was like, wait, I need to understand this because I didn't watch the series and I can hear people going like, well, actually, if you understand how this works, like th- maybe there was some weird justification. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, well, let's let's listen to her words, shall we? Yeah, let's. Speaking to Collider, Waddingham explained that she went through uh, what she went through like this, quote, There I was, strapped to a wooden table with proper big straps for 10 hours. And definitely, other than childbirth, it was literally the worst day of my life because Lena was uncomfortable pouring liquid in my face for that long, and I was beside myself. But in those moments, you have to think, do you serve the peace and get on with it, or do you chicken out and go, no, this isn't what I signed up for, blah, blah, blah. And then the funny thing was, after we'd finished shooting it for the whole day and people like... Miguel Sapochnik, the director, walked by, um, walking past with a cup of tea and a sandwich on the go and going, hi, honey, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, not really. And the crew had just been saying we were actually really waterboarding you here. And I was like, yep, no need to tell me that. I so literally, even. They were, like It was like she was strapped in for 10 hours being waterboarded. And nobody had the sense to go, like, maybe this is not a good idea. Like, your attempt at, like, remember how we had that whole conversation last week about method acting? Yeah. Which, by the way, to put a pin in that, because I had a, I listened to a conversation with an actor whose name now escapes me, who talked about the whole method thing, and it reminded me of that conversation. Anyway, in that you, method in that you put yourself in the actual role of what's right. actually happening. in the actual situation. Yeah. The, I was like, who, how is there not, in the world we are in right now, how is there not a person who walked by and went, so, about this doesn't I feel don't right. think we should do this? What am I missing? Am I, I don't know. No, I don't think you are. And I will say, uh, I didn't watch this show, and just this story makes me uncomfortable. She goes on to say, I hadn't even realized that it definitely gave me claustrophobia around water. I hadn't realized until I watched a program where the camera's down on the actor's face and they're being dipped into water, but you can see them face up to the camera, and I got a terrible panic about it. And I actually went and had a bit of a chat to somebody about it because it's quite full-on being waterboarded for 10 hours um, and then only 1 minute and 30 seconds on the camera. So she like she's literally been traumatized. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you can you can only imagine, first of all, the physical experience of going through what she went through for the purpose of a movie or a TV show. Sorry. Um, and that she it's like all things with television. When What you're watching, the scene that lasts a minute 
did not take a minute for yeah. them to film. It took a long time, right? Because they have to do different camera angles and they have to, and maybe somebody laughs or somebody, I don't know, has like yeah. a spit string or whatever. But there's a Coke. Bottle. There's, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that apparently doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. But truly, that, you know, so then you imagine that what that torture, that moment that she went through for your one minute took the better part of a work day. <laughs> I laugh because this is just ludicrous to me. She goes on to say that it was actually supposed to be worse. Um, It was supposed to end. I don't know what these words mean. Those of you who've watched the show do. As it was, uh, it was planned to be even more horrific than what we ended up seeing on screen. As it was supposed to end with the undead knight, the mountain. Hathor Julius Bjornsson. Mm -hmm. Unella sexually assaulting. Unella continuing mm-hmm. Game of Thrones lurid obsession with showing women getting sexually assaulted. So it was supposed to end with her being, you know, sexually assaulted. Yeah. Again, That's I just I, don't, don't think I like... can sign up for a show. <laughs> yeah, that does that. Like, do you just repeatedly? Walk, you walk around and you're like, um, it's feeling very dark around here. Can we talk about why this is so dark? Yeah. Why do women always have to be again? Judge, uh, you know, contemporary investigation. investigation. You know, I've watched a few episodes of the first season and I quite enjoyed it, except it was too much. It was Mm -hmm. too much in the way of shocking. Um, Like, I think it was the like brother, sister incest. And then you say no more. Right. Like, I'm just like, I don't think I need. And then it was just the names. There were so many names and like family. And I don't want to cheat cheat when I'm watching TV. No flow charts. Tell us about before we run out of time uh, that method acting thing. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to remember the podcast I listened to wherein someone gave more perspective. Oh, who was it? They were working with somebody famous and how it was just frustrating because the person was in character all the time. Um, but that there was some value in it. I know that's not very thoughtful. Or- well, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to say that method acting isn't, a, you know, a viable... Um, As actors, act. yeah, we, yeah, we have yes. very thought very mm. much about mm-hmm. this. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, but honestly, I mean, it is, it's there for a reason. It does yield results. I just think there's got to be a better way than... Being so method that you're abusive. To yeah, well, people. that's yeah. yeah. And for the listener, that was from a conversation about Jim Carrey last week, mm-hmm. where he was so method that it was off putting to the people around him. Yeah, he was downright abusive because he believed, or he was so method, he was being Andy Kaufman. He would not reply to his own name, etc. And I, yeah, I guess I don't know. I get to have opinions because I don't do that for a living. But I would just say if if it's too difficult for you as an actor to get in and out of character, um, I don't know what to do with that. Right. Like you're yeah, you're I think act, that's just it's the called privilege acting. of being Jim Carrey is that people again allow you to behave in certain ways. Yes, that, because woman number three doesn't get to be method. Yeah. She mm-hmm. has to show up and get in and out of character. But you, Jim Carrey, although <laughs> get to be method. I also just to go back to this story, I just find it so bizarre to me that this poor woman was like strapped to this thing for 10 hours and people are just walking by like munch munch on a sandwich. Oh, like, yeah. How you doing? I'm down there. And she's like, not good. OK, well, I'm going to go Again, take a break. Bye. I feel like there's got to be an advocate for those types of situations. Well, I mean, she's got to be in a union, I would imagine. Right. Right. Oof. Actors' equity, anyone? When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, 
Uh, what's the fast food item you wish your favorite spot would bring back? 651 641 1071.